0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, the day has come. April, your favorite day of the year is finally here. Whoop, whoop. That day is the last day of deer season.
1: Woo-hoo!
0: <laughs> so now April knows that, other than for a few. Duck hunts. She gets a couple months of me doing a lot of extra stuff around the farm until uh, my birthday, which is also birthday. the
1: first
2: day of turkey season.
0: Well, it's not all. It's not always your birthday, but it's that timeline. Mm-hmm, that it's,
2: weekend for sure.
0: It's right around there, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you know we got to go get a bird. So,
2: which I don't hate hunting, for the record. Um, my husband is just an all-or-nothing kind of person, and he doesn't do anything in moderation. So, it's not like he'll go out hunting here and there.
0: Every Ev- Saturday.
2: Oh, every every Saturday, all day. Yep. Yeah. So. But- and then a lot of other
0: <laughs> days, given the opportunities and the weather. but.
2: Right. But now, that's just a fading memory until next year.
0: Oh, I mean, it's not fading. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that... <laughs> We got to do it at the Hunt Club and all that, and you know, I'm sure we'll maybe talk about this podcast too. I know you want to talk about what our year in review or just kind of yes. what all we did this yeah, year. Yeah,
2: I wanted to do a year in review because um, I think it would be really fun to look back. This year was like the longest and shortest year ever, and just kind of weird and strange. It just
0: seems like this year we had things going on constantly good things bad things unexpected things even even today i mean i spent what hours today working on another lamb because that's just the way things seem to be going right now but
2: yeah and i haven't shared pretty much any of that on instagram which is strange
0: that well i mean yeah but it's you normally don't take a lot of pictures with the whole butchering process because I know some people don't really want to see it and I'm sure a lot of you're following your crowd (laughs) your your gang whatever you want to call them yeah my gang I like that (laughs) they're more about or a lot of them are more about the um the growing you know the vegetables growing your your photography (laughs) stuff and then we'll see maybe I'll pick up some some fans or or something people who want to learn about the butchering process because Even though we had a crazy year this year, right now, right now, I think we have the most meat on hand that we've ever had here.
2: Ever. Oh, yeah. That's not even a doubt in my mind. And we
0: still have to go to our friend's farm down in Carolina, further in Carolina. (laughs) Down in Carolina. I know, right? Like, (laughs) like we don't live here. But further down, and we're still going to come back with a lot of meat. And, you know, stick around for those podcasts because um with all the meat we have on hand i mean what I, I, i'm not sure how much meat they're going to let us take off with for for showing them how to butcher these cows. I, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot. Um,
2: <laughs> they listen to the podcast. So oh. Hint, well. hint, Molly and Jim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you stick around because I plan to do a lot of stuff with that meat, a lot of like the goody stuff that people like, like doing different jerky recipes. Everybody mm-hmm. loves jerky, mm-hmm. and it's really not that hard to do jerky, so mm-hmm. people might not be too excited for that. But uh, my Slim Jims that I make, all mm-hmm. the different styles of Slim Jims I do, um, I know people were asking questions about it on YouTube, mm-hmm. and we can go down through the process of curing that meat and uh, smoking it and you know, having it stuffed and what to do and what not to do and how to ruin it and how not to ruin it.
2: <laughs> and my husband, my darling, amazing, beautiful, thoughtful husband, is not going to listen to my solo podcast because he thinks it's going to be boring. So I will tell you now that in my last podcast, I mentioned a little bit about the YouTube channel and how I'm thinking that, you know, I would like to switch over to the podcast, like in a regular thing. I was never that regular with YouTube, but that our YouTube videos would be more like a supplementation to the podcast, like the visual aspect. So we might not do like I mean, well, depending on how it goes, we might like mention that kind of stuff and then do a YouTube video. Since a lot of the butchering stuff is more visual,
0: definitely visual. Um, and I mean, I like—I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where life where life steers us this year and what mm. kind of extra time we yeah. have. Extra time. That's that's a funny that's a funny two words together there because <laughs> it seems like there's never extra time here.
2: Gosh, especially this year. Like we were talking about. This year, I feel like there were good things, but also things really started to show reality. And what I mean by that is, I feel like we've been really lucky the past couple years with the sheep and the cows, and they've all gone, like, without a hitch. And this year, like, everything that could have gone wrong... ...went wrong, especially with the animals. Well, I mean, not
0: everything. We haven't had the catastrophic failure yet.
2: Other than our roof getting torn off by a tornado. E-
0: well, yeah. But I mean... That wasn't our fault. Yeah, it's not, it's, well, yeah. Not our fault. Um, but I mean, and knock on wood that this never happens. Like, no. Putting it like, in the universe. If we lose a cow to some disease or illness... ...and it, at that point you can't harvest the meat... Uh if we lose one close to butcher date, like like we'll talk about it. we lost a cow this year, but he was young and we, I think we talked about it the other podcast. he was young and had his own issues, and mm-hmm. we we tried to get him up, and we couldn't get him up and he passed on and I mean, it sucked. it cost me like forty bucks, fifty bucks. I don't know, mm-hmm. it was a cheap cow um, and we didn't have a lot invested in him. It just
1: mm-hmm.
0: didn't work and then we had some lambs die this year uh. We had a couple die, you know, a few weeks after being born or a week after being born. And then we had one die, like, what? how old was she? Like, four months. We had, like, a four-month-old yeah. that we had to put down. Just, And that was a learning experience. We'll talk about that and what to do and what not to do. And every animal is different, but... Yeah, we'll talk about that. I'm sure that's on our list. So where do you want to start? How are we starting this? Are we going in chronological order or are we going just keynote events or?
2: I was thinking chronological. I have my outline. Are you starting right in? Well, I guess you kind <laughs> of have
0: to start then last Christmas Eve because that's when really the events for that would unfold. Last year happened.
2: I'm glad you said that because I actually did start. I mean, I didn't write it down, but in my brain I did um, because I feel like the year really started with the lambing. And like I mentioned before, until now, all of the lambing has been perfect. Like everyone would get pregnant. Everyone had babies. No one needed any kind of assistance. All the babies grew up. It was totally fine.
0: Didn't, I thought we did. We not lose one the year we before. We
2: Never lost a lamb until until last year. And I guess because the very first lamb, that little black one, Chris. Yeah. And I guess technically that was in the very very end of, two. I think I think it was. I think it was like it was only
0: like a week, maybe two, maybe a week and a half. It only lasted like a week and a half. It was twins. Yeah. Um, so
2: we're talking about Christmas Eve of 2019. Yeah, and that was when one of our ewes gave birth to twins. Yep, and one of our
0: new ewes we had picked, we had bought her mm-hmm. that summer.
2: Our Dorper. We usually yeah, do Katadens, but we I don't. Why we did you two get-
0: Dorper? Because <laughs> I, it, I I had read that so they're easier. Um, so we were having a lot of hoof issues with our sheep. Which mm-hmm. raising sheep, it's like, uh, man, it's you either choose to be spot on top of your hoof care, or you choose not to do anything. But you can't be in the middle. And you, so we chose <laughs> we chose the approach where we just we watch them, and if we notice somebody's limping, we'll keep an eye on them. But normally. Mm-hmm. That, you know, doesn't happen very often, and it a lot of times it just clears up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, but if you like, if you trim them and then you stop trimming them, then they, they start to get issues. But the way that I always look at it is, you know, sheep, they're they're wild animals a lot of times, you know, no one's trimming their hooves. Mm-hmm. So we read that the Dorpers were better, even easier on hoof care at the expense of uh, their parasite load can't quite be as high is what a lot of people say i don't know how true all that is we um you know we worm what once a year mm-hmm. and then we will worm again if we suspect an issue and we're going to be better about that this year mm-hmm. we did lose a sheep due to worms <laughs> mm-hmm. only one though yeah. um i think
2: it was a compound issue but i guess we'll get to that too
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah, I I'm I that's what I'm pretty sure it was a barber pole worm thing. Anyway, um so yeah, so it was it was a dorper and I read that a lot of people prefer dorper meat over katada and so we were gonna kinda taste test mm-hmm. I can't really tell, <laughs> I, no, can't tell I can't tell the difference. No, They're no. both delicious. I don't know. hmm Can't um, tell at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't even tell you when we pull out. And we had lamb tonight, uh but it was from a katada, not a mm-hmm. dorper. So <laughs> Who knows? We still have one Dorper. I traded one out. Um Yeah. So we'll talk about that. We, Spoiler
2: we, alert, none of s- neither of those were from this lamb that we're talking about. Wait, what? You said that we you got you were talking about the Dorpers. Yeah. But we started this conversation talking about our dorper yeah, having lambs. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and one didn't na- it.
2: <laughs> neither of well, okay. Never mind. Now we're getting off topic.
0: Yeah, so that was the first thing, the lambing, uh, and we had one pass away, and um, it it was a learning point for me, because I've done a lot of research since then about what happened with that lamb, and obviously we, so we don't think that the U was producing enough milk for both of the babies, uh, which definitely kind of seemed the case, because after the one died, the other one got more energy, got bigger, quicker, and you know, she made it out, you know, mm-hmm. she's good to go. Uh but so one thing that I really learned um talking to a lot of uh sheep breeders and stuff on pages I follow is if you're going to do lambs and you have a have a brand new baby go down in a couple days or whatever um and they're cold, they're you know, they're alive but they're cold, uh do not Do not tube feed them until you warm them back up first. Otherwise, you will kill them like it's that simple. And with Chris, we tried to warm him up and feed him at the same time. And so we didn't do that right. And who knows if he was too far gone? We don't know. We tried to warm him up with the uh, with two liter uh, bottles of warm water and wrapped him up in some blankets and stuff. And, and he was
2: inside our house.
0: He was inside of our house. And it, well, he would have ended up being a bottle baby, and it would have been a task. Yeah. I, I really don't want bottle babies. <laughs> I don't want them to die, though. And I'll feed them. If we run across a problem this year, You know, we'll bottle feed them for a little bit, but we'll probably try to sell them. Because people want them as pets. People want them for the kids to kind of raise up and whatever. And they might turn into meat one day. And it'll be a good deal for that family, whoever gets them, or a good pet. I don't know. Um, We're in the process of really striking out bad genetics out of Mm -hmm. our herd right now. And we don't have time for... It sounds pretty brutal. But we don't have time for ewes who are bad moms. Or uh, lambs who have those bad traits and end up being bottle babies. And it might not be their fault, but at that point, that's just a bad genetic strike and we got to go or the troublemakers. The troublemakers mm. have been driving me up a <laughs> damn wall.
2: <laughs> yeah. And they, oh my gosh, that's can be its own episode in itself. The yeah. Past like month have been crazy. There's a
0: reason we have a lot of lamb meat on hand right now. And it, Was because we had to solve some problems.
2: Yes. Yes. But that'll be something new that we're switching up. We're going to just. We're going to try some new strategies. Yeah. 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 Learning from our mistakes. So, yeah. um, This year in December. And weren't there other ones?
0: Other lambs?
2: That died. That died. It was (laughs) Chris. And then Rio's. Twins. Rio's, right? No, yeah.
0: Chris was one of Rio's twins.
2: Chris was Blacktop's. It was Chris and Peach, and then those two girls Bla- that Blacktop,
0: we... Blacktop had two males, and they both lived. They made it all the way to the end, and we just butchered them a couple weeks I'm ago. I'm
2: thinking of Karens.
0: Yeah. You... Chris wasn't Karens.
2: I know, but I was, Chris the was Rio's. girls. Yeah.
0: Rio had Chris and Peach. hmm So... Karen had two twins, and they both died. Yeah, and then she died.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't. I've I didn't really log that on Instagram. I'm still trying to figure out the whole curated imperfection thing on Instagram. It's a hard balance, you know. To be well, some things uh,
0: some things don't need to go on there. Yeah, we can talk Mm -hmm. about them, uh, but I mean, who like you know, nobody's gonna want to watch a video. We can talk about the situation that happened Mm -hmm. with Karen. I mean, Karen was just all downhill. Like, mm-hmm. I'd always thought that so she started out as the biggest when we mm-hmm. bought our five. And yeah. then she got passed by everybody, basically. Mm-hmm. And she never really ate a lot and never mm-hmm. really put on weight. And, I mean, we, we had wormed her before, but... I really, like, the worming regiment that we were on, we were using, like, what's it called? Invermectin, or that's the cheap, mostly widely available one that they always try to give you. Mm -hmm. And that's useless against barber pole worms.
2: And I feel like I want to take on a lot of the burden with the... Worming stuff because at that, that like when we first got the sheep I was so into organic non medicated like let's just give them peppermint oil and it'll and apple cider vinegar and yeah, I was I don't, so ag- yeah I was so against like any kind of worming or medication and you know I was just really into that organic totally natural mm. mode but you know after this year I think we're both on the same page of like even to do it as the least that we can, but we've got to have the animals survive. Like yep. there, there's a medium in there.
0: Yeah. What's the point of having like, what's the point of never going to any alternatives for like growing corn? Mm-hmm. If at the end of your harvest, you get like the tiniest, skimpiest corn cobs, mm-hmm. but you didn't use anything like yeah. it's, you know, mm-hmm. well, well, yeah, but, mm-hmm. but look what, look, look what happened. Like, yeah. Yep. I mean, we're all about going as organic as possible. We're just saying, like, it's okay to supplement some things in. Sometimes
2: apple cider vinegar does not solve all your problems.
0: (laughs) No, no. Or or whatever oils. Like, don't even get me started on that one.
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. So that's kind of how the year... With the lambing started. It's not like everything was terrible. There were a lot of lambs that made it and did really well. The
0: triplets made it. Mm-hmm. We had uh, one. Of, uh, I'm pretty sure she's my favorite sheep. If not, she's tied. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we have two favorite sheep. Denise mm-hmm. and Goaty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goaty just keeps giving us singles. But they're giant. Mm-hmm. And they always turn out to be good sheep so far. Mm-hmm. And Denise this year just decided to, to give us triplets and yeah. not a single one of them was a female. Mm-hmm. So yeah, one is around still. Cause I, I know a lot of sheep breeders don't like the horns. I like the horns. Mm-hmm. And when you get, when you get the little rogue Katahdin who holds real horns and not the little scurs that pop off.
2: Yeah. Usually Katahdins don't have horns or they have like, Really, really. They have little nubs and they'll
0: nubs. fall off. They they call them like scurs or
2: but our first our breeding ram, our very first breeding ram, Chewy, he had legit like mountain goat horns. Oh, yeah. It's really rare. And I wish we had been able to get more money for him because I mean we
0: almost got three hundred bucks for him.
2: Yeah, but it's it's really like more of a recessive situation. So he bred the girls that first year. So two all years. of yeah, so all of our Rams have those genetics. And out of all the Rams that we got, only this one uh one of the triplets got that gene. And he was the only one with horns and we still have him. He is our one Ram. Yeah, <laughs> he's from. our one
0: Ram. His little running partner bit the dust what
2: yesterday.
0: Two days. Yesterday? I'm pretty yesterday. sure it was
2: yesterday, yeah. Yeah,
0: you're probably right. It was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I warned them all. <laughs>
2: uh yeah so it wasn't all bad but it was the first year that it was hard and even with those triplets one of them obviously i don't know which one anymore do you remember when one came out he couldn't move his back legs and i was like freaking out of like how how is he gonna eat it was like, the we're gonna third to...
0: one it was the third one because he was cramped in there for mm-hmm. so long and we we assisted him while he was on the ground a couple times
2: like helping him stand up because yeah. he he, he couldn't like put any weight on himself
0: it. out really is what needed like even scrunched in there for months he was the back one I
2: know. well i mean in retrospect you know it's easy to think but in the moment like trying to judge do you help them do you give them a bottle do you let them just figure it out it's hard to decide what's the best because you don't know and luckily we didn't we just helped him a little bit like just stand up we didn't give him a bottle like every and everything was fine it was the right decision but it easily could have turned out the opposite but yeah she's a good good sheep yeah so the other (laughs) uh the other thing we did in january was we started the skinning shed
0: Uh, well how did that go uh it went um (laughs) Lots of, yeah, God, you know, where do we even start with that one? (laughs) We got some posts up. Uh. Wait, wait,
2: wait. Okay. So what my goal had been in writing that down as a point was just, I feel like a lot of people can relate of, you know, you have these big projects on the farm and you have to prioritize them and figure out what we want to spend money on and what we don't want to spend money on. And like just so many different things go into it. And the skinning shed had been something that we had really wanted to prioritize because yeah. when you, my husband, I'm sure, as you very much can tell, butchers all of our own animals. So at this time, we had not killed any cow yet. Skelly was still growing, he was in his second year. And we needed to have somewhere to hang him because cows are huge. Oh. Someone messaged me. Um, Cows are huge, and you have to, like, pull them up on something in order to do anything. So I guess you can explain that better. Um, But I just feel like sometimes you try and do stuff yourself, and you think it's going to work, and it really
0: doesn't. So a lot of the issues were it has to be tall, really Mm -hmm. tall, like 12 12 to 16 feet. (laughs) Just because of how like you like you gotta get the cow up there. Mm-hmm. We don't have a front end loader on our tractor. We were using six by six beams as our posts for it and as our um, overhead crosses because that's where the weight was gonna go. Well, do you know how hard it is to get a ten foot long six by six like? 15 feet in the air without anything
2: well and it was just my husband and my father-in-law
0: and he wasn't even there for the hard part he was only there for setting the post so i actually got the one Mm
2: -hmm.
0: basically now it looks like we have like a hanging platform
2: yeah (laughs) long story short it didn't get finished
0: did not get finished we have something up right now i don't have a lot of faith in it as far as cows go And, uh, I'm going to talk to some guys in the hunt club about it because we actually have a big hanging thing made out of telephone poles where we hang, um, our bear, our big, Mm -hmm. our bigger bear. Um, and so I'm sure someone has a connection in there about getting some of those poles and I'm sure that I can call, I probably call the pig man up. And get him to come here with the front end loader and we can just do it the right way. I mean, I guess I don't know if that's the right way, but we'll have something more mm-hmm. stable. Up. And
2: When you said you're going to find a friend with connections to telephone poles, all I can imagine is like someone going out in the middle of the night with a mask on and just like chopping down <laughs> a telephone pole. Well,
0: like they, have, they have to replace them. <laughs> you yeah. know, you see yeah. them replace them all the time. And yeah, I mean, they just get scrapped. I'm sure it's not a black market
2: situation. But right. I feel like you needed more help. I think we just always underestimate need more help. Can yeah. Our
0: kids grow up quicker. I
2: know, right. I think we just always underestimate how hard things are gonna be and how much help we need. And in when we finish it, I'm sure it'll be a team effort. We're gonna need a lot of people 'cause it it is just like literally impossible to do with only two people.
0: Yeah. Or we'll call the roofer back up.
2: Yeah. Okay, what else? So I guess we can move on to February. I swear this happened in January. The next thing I have on my list is the tornado Ugh. that happened, which was pretty, I guess, kind of life changing. Maybe that's dramatic, but um, yeah, we got hit by a tornado.
0: Yeah, and it obliterated uh our little tiny shelter that we it had obliter- for the sheep.
2: Like yeah, like just mm. completely
0: gone. And then destroyed our roof.
2: Yeah, it was really, really scary. I was home for it, and it was it was extremely scary. I've never, ever experienced anything like that in my life. Like, the door was bowing in because of the wind, and, like, the, what do you call it? We it's we have an unfinished attic, and the... Oh,
0: yeah, that thing, because the pressure change popped the panel off of that. And, and that
2: broke stuff. It, it was... Really, really scary. And everything flooded so bad. I mean, oh, for weeks and weeks and weeks. It was like a river back here. and
0: A surprise. It is again right now.
2: Yeah, but not like that. Oh, my gosh. It was like a fl- – oh, it was terrible. I just can't stress that enough. I have a whole YouTube video about it, and it was just horrendous. But <coughs> it, <laughs> it took part of the roof off of our house, and that was just such a nightmare. And we really – you know, Like we mentioned, we were in the midst of trying to do the skinning shed. So that took away time and money and just the ability to even think about that anymore. And I think that's kind of when it first started to go by the wayside. Because you did finish the most important part, the part that you could hang the cow on.
0: Yeah, and we got the cow. And that was mouth. in
2: February. Yep, yeah. the first time that he ever fully killed and butchered and did all that of a cow completely by himself
0: yeah yeah i guess nobody nobody did help me for that cow right Mm. no nope yeah i do things by myself a lot um i don't know i don't mind like i like doing things by myself or you know like my wife will come by and and you know i'll tell her if i need something or whatever but I mean, I'll just like play some music, crack some cold ones, and uh, yeah. The when it becomes difficult is when you start talking about weight that you can't handle on your own, and so for the cow, that was a that was a hard one. Doing it at first with the tools that we had because I made some mistakes with setting up all, my electric hoist uh, and the angles that I used on it. And so I now I needed to go ahead and just re-spool that whole hoist, uh, and I'm an, I'm going away from from wire, used wire, but it yeah it's like splintering now just because of it is rubbing on some stuff and like I said poor angle choices and yeah, uh, but the cow got done, mm-hmm. it did, and it it was a lot of work, mm-hmm. um, and the only mistake. Steak that i think that i'm that we made and it wasn't even it wasn't even our fault we thought that we had gotten another order of waxed butcher paper and really it was just paper butcher paper so just a warning for you guys if you're gonna try to freeze and store especially like ground meat um make sure you got waxed butcher paper because otherwise what ends up happening with that paper um if it's unwaxed is the moisture soaks into it while the the meat is freezing and then it just it, it's just ruined like it's just ruined. I, <laughs> we have some left, not much anymore. Um but it's just all freezer burned. <laughs> like you got to really shave off a lot and so yeah, this year though, uh, with the other cow that we'll talk about, we we did something different, and and we did that for we we vacuum sealed our specialty cuts mm-hmm. as I like to call them on the first cow, and on the second cow we vacuum sealed everything. Mm-hmm. I'm just I love my vacuum sealer, mm-hmm. and I'm not afraid to spend you know a little bit of extra money to vacuum seal, everything, because it's, it's worth it. It's going to last. It's worth yeah, it.
2: it. It's definitely worth it. And especially if you, you know, a cow gives you a lot of meat. And a lot of times if we have like family gatherings or a special occasion, we bring our meat either as gifts or to cook. And you never want to bring like weird freezer burned stuff. So it's just so, so worth it. That's definitely an investment that we're willing to make.
0: Yeah, we definitely turn into that. those family members who, <laughs> who show up. On Christmas or whatever, with uh, gifts of like raw meat or <laughs> fish or you know things like that, and I don't know. I feel like some of the, some of the family likes it, and the other other part of the family just look at us like it's Nas- national lampoon Christmas <laughs> vacation, or come over with the Jello in the box and a, and the cat in the box. Like that's why <laughs> that's what I feel like I feel like my mom really appreciates it, but. Mm-hmm. I I don't think any other family members really do. I don't know. My brother asked me for some um some some deer roast this year. And I had stockpiled a bunch of them uh, last year. I got to move them out of the freezer, you know, or cook them. Or, and I can't eat all that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, there you go. I threw him a bunch of those, mm-hmm. I think, for his birthday. I yeah. gave him like four or five or something.
2: Yeah, something like that. All right. So then we move on to March, and March is when the triplets were born, which we already talked about. But the other noteworthy thing in March was that was when the pandemic started.
0: Uh what pandemic are you referring to? Right. So. So we must have got Ron in March too. Then.
2: We got March. <laughs> we got March. We got Ron in April, oh, the very okay. beginning of April.
0: April was a good month, but yeah, let's talk about March.
2: So, I know the pandemic was terrible for a lot of people. It was fantastic for us. That March and April were, like, my favorite months. And May, obviously. They were, like, the best months ever. Like, we were both off from work. Our son was home from daycare. Like, we were here all the time. We were in our element. Like, for homesteaders, for people who want to be self-sufficient, like, this was our chance. Like, yeah. It was like I I I loved it.
0: <laughs> I mean, I wasn't as home. I wasn't home as much as you think I was. I think I got like maybe I might have had I either had three or four weeks where I was home. Yeah. And then we kinda rolled right into the baby. So yeah. yeah um I mean it's always nice to be home. It was a
2: month off, like for yeah. you, like a paid leave. Like
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that I mean, yeah, it was nice. It was, <laughs> okay.
2: eh. I liked it. I thought it was great. I, I mean, you never if you're a working family, you really never get that much time off. And especially with your kid, like, I don't know, I guess I could talk about the pros and cons of daycare. But like, I have extreme mom guilt about having my kids in daycare. So having Troy home, well, he was home with me for a lot longer than a month, but that month that. It was the three of us together. I was like, man, why do we have to have jobs? Like, Why do we have to have money? Why can't we just start a podcast and become billionaires on it?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we have podcasts, but uh, billionaires, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, we're, we're definitely rich in meat.
2: We are rich in meat. Is that all you wanted to say about the pandemic? It didn't. Did it affect you in any way? We got pandemic chickens. I mean,
0: the pandemic just kind of pisses me off in general. Okay, yeah. like, so I guess we won't
2: get political yeah, with yeah, it. We all, <laughs> Don't we get all. political
0: with yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, we'll keep that. That's, that's all we'll say about that. But <laughs> yes, you did get pandemic chickens, but that was for your birthday. You wanted them for your birthday. And that's what we got. So maybe we should move on to that now.
2: Yeah, I know the, the hard part. You know, I did this whole outline, and I did all the noteworthy things that happened in each month. But after February, I don't have a lot of babies. We just, you know, I had a baby, and then just not a ton happened. Well, so I
0: can tell you what happened in April. I what? shot the biggest turkey that I've ever shot right behind our backyard. And that was cool for me, and Troy, you know, mm-hmm. Troy got to see it, and... Mm-hmm. We had a great homemade pot pie, basically mm-hmm. all from scratch. I mean, yeah. that's my favorite part about turkey season is that first pot pie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll have to talk to like my brother or something and maybe steal one of his butternut squashes because I have to have butternut squash in the turkey pot pies. Mm-hmm. It was just the best. So yeah, that for me, that was awesome. Um. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the end of April. I guess you didn't kill any birds, did
2: you? Oh my gosh. Well, I got some birds. So my birthday is in April, obviously. And for my birthday, I wanted to get chickens. We were really behind in the whole chicken situation. So between the pandemic and just me wanting chickens, I asked for a chicken coop for my birthday. So my husband built one. All by hand, a giant chicken mansion.
0: I built something. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely big. Um, I use like some reclaimed wood 4x4 posts, and I kind of wish that I had just spent a little bit more money and got new ones because it's a little leany. It's not perfect, uh, definitely not perfectly level. But it's survived uh, it survived the hurricane and like, I mean it's it's holding up there. and if, it's, if it ever starts to get bad, we can always like we can always fix it. Yeah but, like, we can do I have, I have ways that we can you know adjust it.
2: Yeah. So it is I love it. it's perfect and it is a great house for all of our chickens. And in April, I actually got chicks before it was done. Maybe even before it was started.
0: I don't. I don't know. I know. I think it was started. I can't remember. I can't
2: remember. But uh, we just got a straight run of chicks from Tractor Supply. I know we already talked about this. Only two were hens, so I got a bunch of other chicks from a hatchery. And um, in May, the batch of chicks that I had ordered from the hatchery, almost all of them arrived dead. I had gotten six, so I guess half. I'd gotten, no, I'd gotten seven, and only three made it out alive. And that was when we got the two leg horns survived and the Easter egger.
1: Yeah.
2: So that was traumatic. And, like, your worst fear when you get mail-order chicks is, like, when they arrive dead and it was disgusting. It was horrible. It was the way they
0: packaged it. Like, it wasn't like the birds, like... Just didn't make it. Like The way they packaged it set it up to be like a death trap.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. So I thought I would never get mail-order chicks again after that because it was just so traumatizing. But I did. And the next time that I got a batch, it went much better. But hopefully now with this coming year, we're going to be more into the hatching eggs. So hopefully I really will never have we're to
0: gonna have. We're going to give a shot. We're definitely going to give a shot. And we're going to try to do something with meat chickens and raising them, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I have a little bit more research to do. But we know that we can do the rangers. Mm-hmm. So that might be the first. That might be where we go with that. But that's we're doing a year in review, not what's in the future. So <laughs> yeah. stay well, on topic.
2: I know. It's hard to separate, <coughs> though. Um. So, yeah, that was April and May. And Ron was in there in April, which we talked about him in our last podcast together. Ron was our third meat cow that we got but he just he he died (laughs) long story short he died
0: yeah yeah it's a bad situation with him when we got him and he never quite figured it out and yep he did die
2: yeah so if you want to know more about that listen to our previous previous podcast. podcast Uh, and then in May is when I got my first ripe tomato. So delicious. So amazing. And then our baby was born. So I don't really have anything else for May other than that.
0: <laughs> I, 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 when, I, I can't even remember. I think I planted, I planted my garden that was a complete fail this year. Um, I planted everything way too late. I know that. So somewhere in there, um, so, yeah, the baby was born, and probably around the same time we, I had the potatoes starting off. And that's when we had the frickin' Colorado potato beetle showed up.
2: Well, when before we did this episode, I looked back on a lot of my YouTube videos and my Instagram just to kind of drag my memory. And hopefully I'm actually going to have a YouTube video associated with this to just kind of show you all the pictures that we were looking at But do you remember when you were planting your potato garden and I filmed you? and in the background you can see our 2 year old pretending to drink beer like he was you had a case <laughs> of beer out yep. while you were out there and while i was filming you you can see our little toddler in the background like playing with all the beer cans and pretending to like drink out of the closed ones so i had to like edit it out of my
0: youtube yeah i remember that that was, that was hilarious i like
2: it. it. it's like oh my gosh i'm so glad i caught that typical pretty typical yeah But yeah, it, well, just, I mean, we, it was a hard year. We got, everything kind of got neglected, but that's the premise of this podcast. This is going to be the best year ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Well, I guess nobody can really comment on this, huh? It's not like YouTube.
2: I know. You'll have to go to our Instagram and message us.
0: Yeah. Like we had a problem. We had lots of problems with my garden, but what was going on with the, when the potatoes finally did grow? Like a lot of them, like turned to mush and then, like, wilted, like, and, we like, we're trying to figure out if it's something in the soil and, like, if we can't use the soil there anymore or if it was a bug thing. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. This year I'm playing, or this coming year, uh, I'm going to do things differently. But, yeah, I guess message message us on Instagram if you've had that problem with the potatoes, like, turning to mush and, like, little tiny white Bugs that are, like, so... They're, they're, it's like mites. They yeah. were, like, in some of the potatoes in there that didn't turn to mush. You know, I I don't know. I gotta figure out what what all happened. It, they were just, like, attacked by everything. And then, of course, we have some wireworms in there, but that's... I'm pretty sure that's normal. I just gotta figure out if, like, we need to, like, burn the ground in there, you know, if it is, like, wilt in the soil or what.
2: Yeah, I I don't know... I have no idea. tired of
0: wasting, wasting. But no, I think now I know I'm kind of like all over the place. Remember, I tried to grow potatoes in barrels Mm -hmm. and some of them did the same thing in there too. Yeah. So it had to be something with like a bug getting in our area. And so maybe this year we'll just, we'll dust everything. Like we'll be preventative instead of reactive.
2: But does that dust do anything? Because the, I mean, the potatoes are underground, so the how? The dust do...
0: sticks on the plants and gives them uh, some cover, and you can do them. Um, I think the duster that I use, which was specifically targeting the uh, potato beetles, mm-hmm. I think you could do it like three times over because it's a time, it's a timetable thing. So over the course of how long they're going to live, I think you could do it three times. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you know, I'll do it, like, once, the very beginning, when you know, and then, yeah, we will figure it out.
2: Yeah, but then in kind of a good turn of events, so we had that one harvest, which was weird because we got, like, mushy, gross potatoes.
1: We
0: got some. But,
2: yeah, we got some, and then we, by we, I mean you, forgot about some, and then we got a late fall potato harvest.
0: Yeah, we got a couple. I mean, I didn't forget about some just when you know like you you never get all the potatoes up especially when you're like in a raised bed like that mm-hmm. like there's always gonna be a couple that are left behind or a couple that you were like oh that's too small and mm-hmm. you don't even bother grabbing it and then you know <laughs> you don't do anything to the garden well they grow right back up <laughs> So and it'll probably happen this year. We'll probably have sweet potatoes jump out everywhere because mm-hmm. I planted a bunch of sweet potatoes and didn't harvest a single one. Yeah, so,
2: well, that could be kind of cool. Maybe maybe we can save some moolah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, come on, buying <laughs> sweet potatoes is not exactly gonna break the break the bank <laughs> there. <laughs>
2: Um, and then in June, we hit 200 YouTube subscribers, woohoo, which we are pretty much still at that, we're at, like, 250, not like it matters, but, um, the-
0: it's been a while since there's new content been out. Yeah,
2: right? yeah, I put one out in October, and then the only one before that was before the baby was, no, I had a couple while I was on maternity leave, but yeah, I'm definitely not regular with that, and because oh. of the algorithm, like- Unless you do them at the same time every week, you just never get promoted at all.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get back to doing some maybe like once a week. And weren't you trying to do it twice a week last year? Maybe. Probably when I was trying to
2: grow more.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, it could be a season like maybe it's like we try to do at least Mm -hmm. one a week and then who knows? We, We just don't want this to become a chore. Right. Like we want it to be fun. And yeah, just kind of like you know, uh, something following us along with what we're doing because we're always doing some crazy stuff or Got that messing right. something up or making something work that's not supposed to work that way.
2: <laughs> Got that right. Uh, the only other thing we did in June was you killed the roosters, all of the my little straight run chicks, all of the well, all but two. Of the roosters turned we, we, into chicken tenders. We use tenders. The
0: word harvested here. I feel like... Yeah. Maybe we should stop saying killed. Like, we killed this, killed that. Uh, we, we harvested. We, we, you know, they, um, they, we had the roosters. We grounded them up and uh, put them in the freezer. Um, And, I mean, they weren't really... They call them dual-purpose birds. They're, I mean, they're small.
2: Yeah. He's talking about the Orpingtons. They're considered dual-purpose, but, I mean... I don't really consider them dual purpose, really.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't... uh, I mean, we're going to get some... Well, what are... Are we going to do a a batch of Orpingtons? What are we doing?
2: Uh, I know that's the question. I flip-flop on it. Because I think we could save so much money if we just did the Orpingtons. You know, I mean, it would be completely self-sustaining, like...
0: If we just did the Orpingtons for what? Meat chickens? For meat, yeah. Nah, it's not worth the time.
2: Okay, well then, there you go.
0: But... I mean, I feel like I want more brown egg layers like that. And O has kind of been trash. Maybe we could just
2: switch her out. It can be really easy to get a brown egg layer, you know, if we just get one. Or we could put a couple in the incubator. I mean trick.
1: You know what? That could be a good
2: that is actually a good idea because eventually when we do get the incubator, we're gonna have to test it to make sure it's right because we don't wanna put like good eggs in there the very first time. All
0: the eggs that we eat. You can tell they're fertilized. <laughs> because uh, yeah, they have not, that little ring on them.
2: Not that they're not fertilized if they, there's something faulty in the incubator. You know, like if the humidity oh, yeah, or yeah, temperature yeah. is off, we need to do like a test batch. Maybe we could do like four I was just going to do a
0: batch anyway just to get some more egg layers. <laughs> hey, we got friends and family that want eggs. So, I mean... We're not going to make a killing off of selling eggs, but I mean, we can we can probably make a couple bucks, like, enough to cover feed for some of the birds. I feel...
2: <laughs> on the last podcast we did together, we had, like, a whole 10-minute segment about how we could never do that. So, you we do want to do we that? We
0: can't sell... We can't be like, oh, we're going to push eggs out of our farm, and Yeah. But, I mean, I got, like, hockey teammates that already said that they want some. Okay. And... You know my, you know my mom and my brother wants, you know. Okay. So it's like if you, you know, we we could probably, you know, make like, you know, I don't know, twenty to forty dollars a week. A that. week, really? Pro, uh, pro, How I, many I mean, chickens are a, we gonna need? I mean, you need yeah, we're gonna need a lot. but I would say like realistically, then twenty dollars a week, and that would cover food. For I feel know, like
2: that would money. be a lot of okay. We'll continue this discussion. Well, you
0: got to think about when all these chickens that we have right now start producing. We haven't had that yet, right? You'll have two Leghorns. You'll have the four that you got. You'll have the extra Easter Egger who came with the Leghorns. You'll have O mm-hmm. and um, Dog Bed. All oh, those yeah. chickens.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I mean that could be. I'm doing How the thing many with my hands there? again. I know. Just slapping everything.
0: <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot, babe. And we're going to have a lot more. And I love my leghorns. Everybody, like, I thought I would really like the colors. Love my leghorns. Sorry. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 I mean, they're OP. Like, mm-hmm. they're just, they're, they're awesome.
2: Yeah. You and those <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, we are going to do the, uh, okay, I'll take that back. I'm going to do the experiment. Mm-hmm. And it's probably not. It's we're probably going to end up with like three headed chickens. Mm-hmm. Whatever, don't care. I'm going to do two, probably two batches. So they'll, they'll probably all just be one batch. I'm going to load that incubator up. I'm going to put. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to put both my Leghorns and like a breeding pen thing with the fake Americana mm-hmm. rooster, mm-hmm. and then we are going to load those bad boys up in that incubator mm-hmm. and. See if we can get some kind of chicken that's going to produce big blue eggs out of it.
2: Yeah. Well, it'll be a long process. I've done a lot of research on that because I I think it's it's really interesting. But, like, with egg color, it's, like, they blend. So it's not like, like a Punnett square where you're like, okay, if you mix a white egg layer and a blue egg layer, you'll get either a white or a blue egg. You'll get... A light blue egg. I like that. So That's then cool you'll, me. yeah, which, yeah, there's that. nothing wrong with that. But then if you wanted like a big blue egg, we would have to like selectively breed for like the dark out of all that group. The darkest. Grab the darkest
0: blue, mm-hmm. and and for that we're gonna need a real Americana rooster,
2: which I am so about. I already have like the breeder picked out and everything. I want
0: to do it really yeah, bad. that like sixty dollars a chicken though.
2: Not sixty dollars a chicken. Sixty dollars for like a like six eggs. <laughs>
0: So ten dollars a chicken <laughs> mm-hmm. if you take the gamble of getting them as eggs
2: which I do I will, I would much rather get them as egg, because for a chicken yeah they'll be like like I don't know like twenty dollars a chick or something like that And then plus when shipping. These bald eagles
0: flies by mm-hmm. and, and it's gone
2: <laughs> I I I would much rather
0: get <clears throat> that. and what are we doing about brooders we need bigger brooders yeah. we're planning on doing a lot of chicks and we do their meat chickens like when they're meat chi- when they're chicks
2: There's a lot of YouTube videos about it. I'll show you.
0: Cool. We'll watch them. We'll watch them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not this house is not going to have 70 chickens in it at one time. No,
2: that will be a big change. Oh, you know what? That way we can circle back to this topic this year because it was our first year, we did something that i never want to do again we brooded the chickens in our house in our dining room and i never
0: stoked about it for about two weeks
2: i didn't know they would be so disgusting and i didn't know they'd grow so fast yeah so we definitely 100 percent, before we have any more chicks we are going to have to build something to put them to brood them outside somehow because i am not having 50 chicks in the house that's
0: yeah no we're not doing the meat meat chickens in in here either yeah like sorry right but we're gonna I mean the only issue I have or the concern that I have is it's cold it's cold when they're chicks like and they can't handle it Mm -hmm. until they get real feathers you know
2: right but I mean we have literally right behind you we have that outlet that if we put them right here by the refrigerator the outdoor refrigerator refrigerators
0: are known to give off heat yep
2: (laughs) i mean like if we needed like a heat there's i don't know we can figure it out i have an idea i have an idea too we can have gonna
0: cost money we can do
2: we can do one brooder your way and one brooder my way and see which one wins
0: okay i'm just gonna literally recreate the one attractor supply where they just literally put them in the the feed tub and yeah. then have the whatever size heat lamp that is. That's a viable option. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Because I can't light a metal can on fire. That's so. true.
2: I like your idea better. Mine was going to be more beautiful. Boom. But I, I also already. like not burning our house down. Yeah.
0: And because remember my <laughs> uncle, his mm-hmm. chicken coop burned down. Yes. Like to smithereens. Like
2: no chicken lived. No one came out alive.
0: No. Yeah. Nothing.
2: <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. Um, In July, we got our last batch of chicks. August, we got our first eggs, which I felt like took literally
0: forever. We knew it was going to take forever. You were just extraordinarily optimistic that they wouldn't take forever.
2: <laughs> but it happened eventually.
0: It did. And where did you find that first egg?
2: In the dog bed on yeah. our side of our porch is super junky. Like, because you can't really see it, just all the junk ends up there. I don't like to admit it, but it's super junky. Yeah,
0: we need to clean out that area. I think the whole porch needs to get... Yeah.
2: Yeah, so we have an old dog bed that was we just threw out. It's actually not the...
0: old. It's just been outside for a while.
2: Old as in we don't have a dog.
0: We don't have a dog. <laughs>
2: But anyways, so there's an old dog bed, and I had heard her, I had heard the chicken on the side porch for like a couple of days, and sometimes I'd see her just like hanging out over there. And one day, I just went over there to see if she was there, and there was a pretty little blue egg right in the middle of that dog bed. Yeah. So we named her dog bed.
0: We did, and she beat the Orpington, who was supposed to produce before her. Mm-hmm. But who, kn- who knows if she actually did or didn't. You know, mm-hmm. they have the coop and they have the nesting boxes and they, if they lay in the coop, they don't lay in the nesting boxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have to soon because it's going to start getting crowded. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make some, it, I'm going to make some improvements to the nesting box area. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we I've been finding eggs all over the, all over the yard, all <laughs> over the yard. Yeah. They're in terrible. flower beds up by the apple tree, just everywhere.
2: Yeah, they're not very good about laying in their nesting boxes, like ever. But that'll be a task for this year. Um, right. And then the other big thing we did in August was go on vacation, and that was so nice. But I know it's not really homestead related. But we did I bring gotta
0: get away, and we did some homesteady stuff there. Mm-hmm. Like I stopped the freezer with fish.
2: Yeah, and we brought our homemade bacon, and it was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, that was a big hit. Um, definitely gonna have to do a video, you know, showing people how to do that. Like, I love, I, I, I like, I like doing that kind of stuff where you cure it and you smoke it and uh, you know, we'll do a video on it. Let's just put it that way. I mean, it's too much to talk about.
2: Yeah. I know, but other than that, I really don't have that much left for the rest of the year. In September, we didn't do anything. October, I started making breast milk jewelry, but. Other than that, we didn't really do anything. Look at you. You're a little
0: entrepreneur. I
2: know. Yeah. I, I really like doing that now. It's it's really exciting.
0: I um, mean, hunting season came in, so we started stacking the freezers.
2: Yeah. Yep. Because so. we
0: were almost out of deer meat. And but we that's are, how
2: it should be. Like,
0: wow. Well, uh, there's
2: only so much we need to stockpile. Like, especially with deer, because, like, I, I appreciate it for what it is. But in the hierarchy of, like, meat tastiness,
1: it's it tasty. is...
2: If
0: it's at the bottom of the top. What? Uh, compared no, to lamb and
2: homegrown beef. Like, Yeah,
0: but you burn yourself out if you stick to just one.
2: Right. But my point being, like, w- before we got into the livestock, we would really, like, hold on to it. Yeah, and now we, we don't yeah. need to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that.
2: Um... Yeah, nothing noteworthy really wants <laughs> to happen. The only other thing I put on here was in November is when the cow started getting out.
0: Oh, God. that. Uh, yeah, hated that. That, that. that was the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, th- and the ramifications of that are yeah. still here. Yeah. they Hopefully he... not permanent, but maybe. Oh god, yeah. I mean, I had an I had I mean, it's not the greatest, but I had a uh, operational, <laughs> I'll use that word, operational <laughs> electric fence. And we never really had any problems with the animals getting out. I mean, a lot of places I I was just running four strands. I had four strands that went around. And some places only three, but the baby lambs used to kind of get out with three. And so we kind of went to four in a lot of places and the cows, they both did it. They both did it. Uh, when the grass dies around here and they're so used to having free range, like all day in a front pasture and a back pasture. And, and uh, we always had them both open. That's probably going to change now. We'll probably rotate them. I, don't, I don't think not We'll figure that out. Um, uh, but yeah, so the cow just—he just started getting out. I don't know <laughs> where. I don't know how it starts. It always starts when the cow is about to turn two. It is always the second winter when the cow, ha- and this happened with our first one.
2: Well, no. Let me stop you there. I agree. I think it's coincidental. This all stems back to the tornado in February that we talked about. Cause Skelly, our first cow, Skelly was still alive. He was about to be three. It was right before we butchered him. That was He's the about first to be two. That, oh, sorry, that's what I meant. Two. That was when. They started getting out when we got the tornado, and they uh, they got out because they were so scared. Do you, that was the first time they ever got out. I have a video of it on Instagram.
0: And then the, just the cow got out, I thought, right? Both
2: the cows got out, uh, yep. yeah. And I have that video of me trying – Skelly got back in – fairly easily. But Banshee, this one, eh. just like played around, didn't want to get in, but he was more of a baby at that time. I think it all stems from then because they had never gotten out before the lines went down in that tornado. And then after that, Skelly realized that all they had to do was just step over it. Because they were trained to it. Like when they were really young, we get them as bottle calves. Yeah. And a, they're
0: they pissed shock out of Yep.
2: Them. And so then they're afraid of it for the rest of Of their life until a tornado comes and they realize that when they're big cows, they can just step (coughs) over it.
0: Right. But when the fence was was fully up and everything was buttoned up real nice and tight, Mm -hmm. they can't step over it. Right. And I feel this is definitely the case with the second cow. He realized that you just run through it and and that's it. Like, yeah, yeah, you might get shocked once, but then you're home free. And... I think that that reminded some of our young lambs that when they were babies, they got out. Mm-hmm. And then now that the grass is dead, like, and they feel like uh, that they're not getting enough supplemented from us, which they get fed typically – they get fed at least once a day, a lot of times twice. Mm-hmm. And, it's like, there's there's they're not starving <laughs> by any means.
2: Yeah, they just see – grass and leaves yeah
0: they see like the last of the green grass like Mm -hmm. in the side yard and they're like oh well forget these like forget this peanuts and peanut hay that we're getting which is really good for us we want to go eat that grass Mm -hmm. and i feel like the the little lambs like remember that they used Mm -hmm. to get out and then our cow that we just butchered recently would be like, yeah, y'all did used to get out. Watch it. This is how you do it. And he would just run through the fence. Like, and, oh, uh, God. It spiraled into the troublemakers, mm-hmm. is what I called them. And, oh, uh, just, I was butchering lambs today. And um, it's just a bummer that, basically, what I ended up saying is, okay, so we worked really hard to, We completely redid the fence and it's like a hard barrier on the bottom now. But they could still get out if they really try to push it, it'll kinda turn a little bit and they wiggle out underneath. And that never used to be a problem. They never even used to test the fence. Mm -hmm. Our good sheep. Mm -hmm. And so after working on after fighting this for weeks. Weeks.
2: Like literally until yesterday. From November until yesterday.
0: I, I said enough was enough, and I had read a couple um, stories from people in the sheep groups, and they said, if you get a bad apple like that, uh, you got to You got to call it out the sooner, the better, because they're always going to try to escape. Their babies are going to try to escape. It's just an ingrained thing. And so, I mean, really, I hope the babies don't pick up on it because we left one. Two of them are used blacktop and Easter. And I really don't want to butcher either of those two. Well,
2: three of them. And then horns.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't want to butcher horns either. Right. We don't right. Want to But if we needed to butcher horns, it's not affecting the herd number. Mm-hmm. It's another male. But unfortunately, he is now our last male. Because mm-hmm. the troublemaker group was mostly consisted of our extra males. Yeah. Two of them we were trying to hold off butchering until the spring so mm-hmm. they could get bigger. Mm-hmm. And that did not happen because after consecutive days of my lovely wife calling me frantically while this is the last days of hunting season and I am in the middle of a hunt with dogs running everywhere, I need to come home to get the sheep back in.
2: Well, the problem is it's not like they just get out and go on our property. We live on the corner of a main street and another fairly, you know not yeah, busy well, I, but yeah, for I'm not country saying it's, i'm not
0: saying it's your fault by any means i, I i'm just saying like <laughs> that was the final straw for me with the sheep
2: well i wanted to clarify because they get like it's not like they were just getting out on our property like the that's problem they was they do. were right that's what they were used to do but like the way our property is we're on a corner of like kind of a main ish drag so to speak and then like it's like you a know, state a, route. Yeah, right? like a state route, and then it's not
0: that busy, but
2: right in front, of like across the street from our house is a like farmer field, yeah. that has a cover crop on it. So the sheep would keep going over to this field and eating the cover crop. So I'm yeah, here talk with to that the
0: farmer. C- that farmer doesn't care. Really? Yeah. What no, did you t- talk it, to him? It's m It's MQ's um cousin or uh, it's MQ's nephew. I didn't know that. Yeah, MQ said don't even worry about it. He said, I worry about it with the sheep getting hit by cars. It's like, the right. Baravi doesn't care if they're, you know, they're not going to do not Oh, do well, that was damage. one
2: of my main stressors. Like, I didn't I want them to eat. It's just okay. like,
0: I don't even think, it's might be ryegrass. It's not even ryegrass. It's just crap. It's like a nitrogen, like, right. maybe, but not okay. even.
2: Well, they're gone now, so it, you know. It they're is not it
0: all is. gone, but most of them are.
2: But we forgot a main thing that was the point of November because it's one thing when the sheep get out. But when the cow started getting out and he started getting in the road, the day he went in the road, we we had to decide to kill him. or we, Harvest him.
1: Yeah. Harvest
2: him. Um, because that's that really is indeed – like we're not talking about, oh, no, our sheep you know got hit by a car and died. We're talking about like we don't want to total anyone's car by hitting our stupid cow in the middle of the road. So we didn't have any patience with that. He had to go, and he, he went.
0: Yeah, he did. Did we even give him an extra day? I don't think even no. Even give him an extra because
2: day. that freaked. Out. Like that is that hitting a cow. Like you could really get hurt doing that. And I am not willing to. For yeah, no, that doesn't happen. So now he's in our freezer.
0: He is in our freezer. He is. <laughs>
2: And that kind of wraps up everything. Did we do anything in December? We talked about all the sheep. That's been our main December
0: thing. Yeah, we've just been chasing sheep this December. Yeah,
2: chasing sheep, killing sheep, harvesting sheep. I don't know why I keep saying killing now.
0: I mean, when I think in December, we probably traded two sheep too. Oh know.
2: yeah, we did. We traded two sheep, a breeding pair, for a winter's <laughs> worth of peanut hay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he should be calling me because we're getting almost out. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to go back to work today, I think. So we'll see. Mm And I made that other deal with him. We should have uh, we should have two winter supplies worth of peanut hay, which I'm it's I don't know. I don't think that'll be enough for everybody. I think that his definition and my definition of what a winter supply is Mm -hmm. is different. But we also have less mouths to feed now. Yeah, a
2: lot, a lot less mouth to feed now.
0: So we'll see. <laughs> Traded away an old tractor that needs some work that I was never going to fix anyway. <laughs> so you know, whatever. Save me a couple hundred bucks.
2: Which is important. We could use that elsewhere.
0: Yeah, we could use we could use all kinds of money. So feel free to send us money. <laughs>